Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I bear witness that there is no God but Allah who came to us in the personage of Master Fard Muhammad, to whom all holy praises I forever do. I bear witness that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is the exalted Christ, alive and well and in full power today. I further bear witness that a constant reminder, a guiding light, a Jesus Messiah in our midst today has been given to us as an extension of mercy in the person of the Honorable Louis Farrakhan. And it is in their names that I greet you all in the greeting words of peace of assalamu alaikum. Praises to Allah. It never fails. It never fails. <laughs> He's nervous again. I'm, I would like to welcome everyone to your Wednesday night meeting here at Muhammad's Mosque 32. Thank you for coming out to your meeting here at the Phoenix, Arizona Embassy of our headquarters mosque in Chicago, Illinois, Mosque Marian. This We're responsible for the state of Arizona and we're located in the city of Phoenix. A lot of work to be done. This is an embassy. As you came across our threshold, starting at Third Street, entering into our parking lot, you seen a brother, you saw that brother, right? He was out there, alert, watchful, especially watchful tonight during the time of this meeting. He's making sure that nothing happens to us that doesn't happen to him first. And we thank him for putting himself on the line for us. Right, that brother's on the parking lot post. All praises due to Allah. That's our border patrol, our Coast Guard. Um, we're in practice for growing government. Our government is growing as the world's governments are shrinking. But it's gradual, it's hard to tell, just like your hair growing. You don't see your hair growing, you don't notice it. Just look in the mirror one day and say, ooh, I need a haircut. Well, the white world is getting a haircut and we're growing. <laughs> we're coming into power. We're small, but we're powerful. One of our lessons talks about an atom being cracked into 10 million parts. <laughs> Welcome to that atom. This is the Nation of Islam for you all who came in today. After you crossed the parking lot or the sidewalk, you're no longer in the United States of America. You're in a free and uh, a free independent territory, a sovereign land. It's called the Nation of Islam. Welcome. As you came in through one of the two doors, either the south entrance or the north entrance, south for the brothers, north for the sisters, you went through our customs division, a brief check procedure. I pray that you weren't offended by the check but I do need to assure you that it is completely necessary, making certain that nothing harmful comes into the, our sovereign land and territory that can harm any of our citizens and those of you who are here on a temporary visa. Um, many of us, most of us are registered citizens of the Nation of Islam, and the rest of you are here on a temporary visa. And again, welcome to your meeting. This meeting belongs to you, whether you're here as a registered believer or temporary visa. You got past the customs, went into the Secretary of State, uh, our secretary table, where we take the attendance of those who are registered citizens and those who are here on a temporary visa. And now you're in the sanctuary. And again, welcome to your meeting. This is a re-education and retraining center for the state, of the state of Arizona, the city of Phoenix, and we're an embassy of the city of Chicago, Mosque Mariam, which is our headquarters. Re-education and retraining center for the black man and woman in America. 
over rostrums like this throughout the hills of North America. There are others also introducing and welcoming people to Muhammad's Mosque, 27, number seven, three, one, and they're giving truths to re-educate and retrain over rostrums just like this. We promote, that's our gross national product. This is our, being our government, our country. Divine truth is our gross national product. Divine leadership, gross national product. And we don't sell it, we give it away. And it changes and transforms the life of human beings and then they dedicate their lives to our cause, to the cause of Almighty God Allah. Being a free and independent country, we fly our own flag. The one that's right over my left shoulder, that's not the stars and stripes, that's the sun, moon, and the stars, right? Rep represents the universe, a universal truth that all of us are striving to live up to, right? Um, it represents the universe, also represents freedom, justice, and equality, that sun, moon, and star, meaning that we're free, justified, and made equal to all mankind, right? We fly our own flag because we're our own country, right? Along with the truth, our gross national product being spoken over rostrums, we also distributed in the world's greatest new paper. I don't like to say newspaper. Um, newspaper, but I say new because news stands for notable events, weather, and sports. We don't have any sports in here. We got some horrific weather, and we have notable events. Any events that affect the black man or woman worldwide, you will find in the greatest newspaper in the world. If you don't have your latest edition, check with one of the brothers in the suit. They'll straighten you out. Read the centerfold article, that's the Honorable Louis Farrakhan. The page before it is the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And you'll feel this life-giving teaching coming off the print of this paper. Um, test me. The next time I see you, said, I read the paper, bro, and it happened. Because I know it'll happen. So read the final call, get one from the brother. And I had to plug the final call. And now we're at the part where it is the re-education and the retraining of the black man and woman here in America. Again, I'm welcoming you to your meeting. The subject of tonight's lecture is Allah loves the grateful. I studied a little bit for this, and I found in a 40-second surah um, named The Council, 23rd verse. At the end of that verse, it talks about doing good and receiving more good. But at the end of that verse, it says that Allah is forgiving grateful. And I thought to myself, what does Allah have to be grateful for? He's the master and the, the possessor of all power. What could make him grateful? Then it says, do, 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 spook God, brother, what are you thinking? He is a man by the name of Master Farad Muhammad. And what do men have to be grateful for? Certainly that God has some of these things. I don't know the answer to the question. I thought it was a powerful question. What does Allah have to be grateful for as I read that? I'm not going to even try to answer it, <laughs> but the Quran, the revelation speaks of Allah having, being grateful. Not only is he a lover of those who possess this quality of gratitude, he is one who possesses that quality of gratitude. And I think I lied, I'm going to attempt to, I'm going to approach other questions. Could Allah be grateful for finding one among us with a heart so pure with love that he can continue his mission of the redemption of a people. Could he be grateful for that? I don't, you'd have to ask Allah on that one, right? But I would think, I, I'm grateful. Could he be grateful that he had found one 
after we didn't get the message in 1975. We didn't, we didn't heed the call to give us an extension of mercy, one who could carry that mantle to give us this extension of mercy that we're standing on right now. <laughs> could he be grateful for that? Because I am. I'm grateful for a God that came to redeem a, a broken people. I'm grateful for a messenger who was raised among that broken people. And I'm grateful for a Jesus Messiah and I miss continuing to help me be redeemed. And the scientists said we were beyond redemption. I said don't even bother. They, they too monked up. They didn't say monked up, but they was, we was too far gone, right? But one said, ah, I'm gonna do it anyway. They thought we couldn't be redeemed, but look at you. There is redemption among us, so I, that's enough for me. Look, I am gonna bring to this rostrum those who will be continuing to unpack and uncover Allah loving the grateful. The first among them is a sister from my hometown. I am so happy, I'm looking so forward to hearing what she has to say. We're from Chicago. Um, this is my sister, your sister, Let's bring her to the rostrum with an incredible round of applause, Sister Jenna. Muhammad or X? Muhammad, okay. I be messing that up. Bring her up. Assalamu alaikum. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, who came to us in the person of Master Farah Muhammad. I bear witness that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is his exalted and living Christ. And I bear witness that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is their divine servants and representative in our midst today. It is in their three great names that I greet all of you in the greeting words of peace of Assalamu alaikum. I also want to give thanks to student minister Abdul Halim Muhammad for letting me say a few words tonight. The topic for tonight is Allah loves the grateful. Tonight I'll speak about the reason I'm grateful for my mother and her wisdom. As a young child, the God within me sparked a curiosity that moved me to ask my mother, who made her? She turned to me with a genuine, beautiful, comfortable smile, ready to answer the question. And she said, baby, my mama made me. I then asked her, Mama, who made your mama? She replied with a smile. Her mama made her. Mom, 
Who made your mama mama mother? She said, baby, God made her. I asked Ma, who made God? This was the first time I had heard the word God. I was 22 years old when my mother passed and I no longer had access to her wisdom. But I was no orphan. I had the prophets and Allah to provide me with the ultimate truth and guidance. After my mother passing, I found myself feeling lost. But I didn't know it has been promised that one by the definitive name Elijah would be sent by the supreme being who will turn the children back to the original minds and hearts of the ancient fathers. That's in Malachi 4.5. As stated in the book UFOs in the Nation of Islam by Brother Ili Rashid Muhammad, it continues, today the promise has been fulfilled and the Supreme Being has sent Elijah Muhammad with the necessary wisdom to raise his lost people back to their original capacity, capability. The proof that Elijah Muhammad was taught by the best north is validated by his unparalleled accomplishment amid the most powerful opponents. In the Holy Quran, Sarah 7, 27 to 20, 26 to 27, it was written, O children of Adams, we have indeed sent down to you clothing to cover your shame and clothing for beauty and clothing that guard against evil that is best. This is the message of Allah that they may be mindful, O children of Adam, let not the devil seduce you as he expels your parents from the garden, pulling off from them their clothing that he might show them their shame. As a young woman, I no longer had my mother to guide me in my dress and other feminine tasks. My first introduction to the nation of Islam was through the voice of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, which eventually led to me discovering MGT and GCC. What is the meaning of MGT and GCC? According to a look at the feminine side of the culture of Islam, MGT and GCC stand for Muslim Girls Training and General Civilization Class. This was the name given to the training of women and girls in North America on how to keep house, how to rear their children, how to take care of their husband, 
so cook and in general how to act at home and abroad. These training units were named by our prophet and leader of Islam, W.D. Farb. I remember my mother often singing her favorite song. Sweet home, there's a beautiful home. Lord, I wonder, will I ever get home? At the time, I did not understand why she would sing it with such conviction until the Supreme Being, Master Farah Muhammad's teaching showed me that I have a heavenly home. As stated in UFOs in the Nation of Islam by Brother Ilya Rashid Muhammad, Elijah Muhammad and his appointed representative, Louis Farrakhan, have constantly taught that the will contains the cure for any and every element, disease, or disorder that currently plague the world. This is one of the many reasons why the title mother is given to this particular plane. It is from this craft that the new world will come into existence, which is heaven on earth. Just as a mother produced new life from her womb, the mother plane contains the love and wisdom of Allah God that eternity will be founded upon. This is why the scripture describe it in this manner. But Jerusalem, which is above free, which is the mother of us all, Galatia 4.26. In conclusion, my mother taught me the word God, but after losing her, the prophets were styled as spiritual mothers and stepped in to guide me and give me wisdom. The teaching of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad helped me, helped me learn the true history of black people, which then allowed me to understand myself as well as my enemies. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan taught that wearing garments that covers the body is in order of the traditional dress of the original family of the planet Earth. Master Far Muhammad, the Supreme Being, showed me that I had a heavenly home and a place that I could always seek refuge. I gave thanks to my mother who birthed me at the beginning of my speech. And now I would like to declare my gratitude to Allah and his prophet for mothering me spiritually. I leave you as I came in the green words of Assalamu alaikum.
one more time for Sister Jonathan. Thank you, sis. I'm a reminder of mothers, all of us. That's the route, that's the door that we come into this world. I'm grateful for that door also. Um, the next speaker that I'm bringing up, sister's also a fellow student in our ministry class. I, I've heard her before, but I'm looking forward again to hearing what she has to talk to us about, about Allah loving the grateful. Let's bring her to the rostrum with an incredible round of applause. Our sister, Sister Takia Muhammad. First, I would like to thank Brother Student Minister Abdul Halim for this opportunity. I, Takiya Muhammad, am immensely grateful for the coming of Master Farad Muhammad and for him raising one from among us, the exalted Christ, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And for that man sending us a divine comforter and reminder the Most Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I'm so very grateful for these three divine men who raised up my two beloved parents, Brother Amin and Sister Amina Muhammad, and them giving me something that is more precious than all the gold and diamond and riches on this earth, and that is my brothers and sisters, the true knowledge of Allah God. Brothers and sisters, initially I was hesitant reluctant, fearful, and underprepared, and nervous. <laughs> but I am so thankful and grateful that I face my fears and I'm able to present to my brothers and sisters this evening. I pray Almighty God Allah allows me to relay my message in a way that you can receive it with its intended meaning. The theme for my lecture tonight is Allah loves the grateful. Surah 13, verse seven, and when your Lord made it known, if you are grateful, I will give you more. If you are ungrateful, my chastisement is truly severe. One of the meanings of grateful in Merriam-Webster's dictionary is showing or expressing thanks, especially to another person. Excuse me, I'm just very nervous. <laughs> the word of God is so powerful because it is the truth and everlasting. So when you look at the truth, you're looking for God. And when you find God, you find gold because you find yourself. So how do we find ourselves, brothers and sisters? We find ourselves going through the trials and vicissitudes of life. When we go through these trials with the proper attitude, Allah God who came in the person of Master Farad Muhammad blesses us and we should be grateful for this because when we go through a process of extreme pressure, it turns us into diamonds more refined and beautiful, stronger and stronger. And when you think about the process of making a diamond, you can basically correlate it to the process of making a new refined black man and black woman. Let's check out the process. 
At very high pressures and temperatures, the carbon atoms are squeezed so much that they start touching more atoms. When the pressure is about 50,000 times the pressure at the surface of the Earth, and the temperature is about 1,600 Celsius, the carbon atoms bond with four other atoms and result in diamonds. We know as believers that trials carry immense heat, well, more than others. How it makes us feel our atoms being activated and in that our lives doing his work on us. There is one main ingredient that we must harness in during divine evolutionary process, and that is gratitude. And I just wanted to say that I've been through a lot of trials in my life, but Allah has always brought me through, and I'm very grateful for that. So every day that we wake up, we should be eternally grateful to God because we have another day to live and show our gratitude. Assalamualaikum. And one more time, please. This is not easy. Um, it is not. Uh, this, it is not. Every time I've been here repeatedly and I ask myself, am I going to be nervous? Am I going to be nervous today? I always had a question and then I get up here and I find out the answer. Yes, you are going to be nervous. Uh, gratitude. There's another place that I attend. Um, people go for their own spiritual selves. And there's a cliche that said, gratitude is my attitude. That might not always be the case with the person saying it, but the cliche brings true. That's how cliches become cliches, because they contain truth. Um, successful people are grateful. I heard this from a billionaire woman named Oprah Winfrey. Y'all might have heard of her before. Um, I don't follow Oprah Winfrey, but being a billionaire, Poor people have a tendency to listen to the very rich it's every once in a while. And she said something of a, a gratitude list. Write five things that you're grateful for every single day. Some days you'll come up with 30, but never less than five. And she said in 30 days you won't recognize your life. Successful people are grateful. And then she left it there and I was like, wow, okay. And I began to write gratitude list, five things. The wake up, um, sister closed out with it. Just the pulse rate is a privilege, just wake up. Um, because I don't have any power over that. Every night before I go to bed, I vote to wake up. It's me and Allah, and I, I vote. And then I wake up the following morning, that means Allah voted that I wake up also. And we've been doing that for nearly 60 years. Um, I'm grateful that a savior came to save me. I'm grateful that a messenger was raised to complete the assignment. I'm grateful for a constant reminder who's in our midst today to continue that work. I mentioned that early, an extension of mercy. I'm grateful that I'm part of the team, that I'm in the nation of Islam and not an American. <laughs> an American, that comes off my, off my lips, tripped out. It's, it's even hard to say that. Um, I'm grateful that I'm, I don't think I'm one. I know who I am, I'm a Muslim. The list goes on. I, those who know me, they say, how are you doing, Brother Edward? 
And my response is, top of the world. And I mean that literally and metaphorically. Metaphorically means usually my spirit is up-tempo. And I'm really feeling good. Even on bad days, I'm feeling, all right, I'm feeling good. But literally, on top of the world, Brother Wesley, I think, said it to me, six feet in the right direction. You either on top of the world or you buried underneath, and I'm grateful for that. And as I mentioned, Brother Wesley, this is my segue, I guess, into introducing our resident imam. <laughs> He's also in, a student in our ministry class. He'll be delivering the keynote for us tonight of Allah Loves the Grateful. Please bring him up with an incredible round of applause, Brother Wesley Muhammad. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, we give him praise and we give him thanks over and over again for his goodness and his mercy. We thank Allah for his intervention into our affairs and we thank Allah over and over again for his appearance and coming and searching from among us to find one worthy enough that he can pour himself in and set him on a course to raise black people to a new state of civilization. That man is his exalted Christ, the Messiah, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And we thank them both for reproducing themselves. And they are now embodied in one whom is representative of them. And that man I speak of is none other than Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. In their righteous names, I'd like to greet you all, my dear beloved brothers and sisters, in the greeting words of peace, of paradise, of Assalamu alaikum. How is everyone this evening? Praise be to Allah, to him fine, and giving praise and thanks to Almighty God, Allah, for getting us all through 2023 and being able to see the dawn of a new year, 2024. We're so thankful to Almighty God, Allah. In the spirit of thankfulness, we're going to continue with that theme because thankfulness is really the antonym or the synonym, I'm sorry, of gratefulness. Whenever one is grateful, they are one who shows appreciation for the benefits that has been bestowed on them. So Almighty God, Allah is our Rahman, the Beneficent. And there is no greater benefits that can be bestowed on us as human beings than that which comes from Almighty God, Allah. So we should always be in a state of thankfulness. 
I like what Brother Edwards said. We should be in a constant state of thankfulness. We should thank Allah for getting us up in the morning. We should thank Allah for having the bed to get up out of. We should be thanking him for being able to go and turn on some water so we can make ablution and have intercourse with our Lord. Hmm? We should thank him for being able to have a job to go to or a means of subsistence to be able to take care of our families. We should thank him for the automobile that we get in to go to that means of subsistence. We should constantly be in a state of thankfulness because Allah is the bestower of all gifts. So in Surah 55, entitled, our Rahman, the Beneficent. We know that Allah is our Rahman and our Rahim. Those two attributes are the chief attributes of Almighty God, Allah, and one does not really supersede the other. Because our Rahman is the God who really provided the subsistence of man of all his needs before he even got on the planet. Allah, in his love for man, he provided man all the means that was necessary for him to succeed in this world and in the hereafter. But Allah would not be remiss in his duties if he provided all that we needed for our physical needs and didn't provide for us for our spiritual needs. So we thank Allah for the gift of the Holy Quran. We thank him for all the prophets and messengers who have appeared on any place, any time on this planet. We thank Allah for such guidance from man so that he can be reflective of what Allah had in mind and his intent when he created us all from the beginning. Allah had a specific thing in mind when he did so. He made us to be his representative here on earth. Now Allah, he is omnipotent. He's all powerful. He is all seeing. He's all hearing. Allah could take care of this place that we call home by himself. But since he created it for you and I, he calls upon us to do a duty of maintaining that which he have created for ourselves. Hmm? And he gave us the guidance. He gave us the way in which we were to be representative of his vicegerent, his Khalifa, right here on earth. Praise be to Allah. So thankfulness is very much within our nature to incline toward Almighty God, Allah, in thanks. As I read through the Holy Quran, really searching for scriptures, and I'm just gonna touch on a few and I'm gonna get down, but I found that there's more scriptures in the Holy Quran that deals with ingratitude and ungratefulness than it is in gratefulness. Hmm. Why is that? Because these, this message, the gift of the Holy Quran and the scriptures are prescriptions to really 
really heal us of certain ills and impediments that we have in ourselves. See, when we're doing fine, we're on the road, living in the accord. Allah loves that. That's why he loves gratitude. Because that shows that we believe in him, we trust in him, we rely on him, and we depend on him for to satisfy all our needs. Hmm? So our giving thanks is only just a testimony of that belief. It's only a testimony of that faith. That's why Allah loves the grateful. Hmm? Now Allah loved that he should be known, so he created you and I. So just as the feeling of well-being and emotional stability comes with a thank you, hmm? the same it is with Allah. Allah really ex ex doesn't expect from us nothing more than he expects from himself. That's why Allah is not a spook God. Hmm? He empowers you because he is the powerful. Hmm? He wants you to display your might with that powerful because he is the mighty. Hmm? And he surely is able to see within the hearts of men because he is the wise. So Allah loves the grateful. All that Allah would hope for is that we show appreciation for all the benefits that he has given us. That's all Allah wants us. That's why he say if it was not for our prayers, he wouldn't have anything to do with us. Because that's another example of showing our appreciation and our gratitude. One of the greatest things we can do is to do good because giving thanks actually helps us with our moral development. So says the Holy Quran. So in Surah 55, and just excuse me for a minute because Brother Wesley's eyes went, went south real quick. <laughs> so I got to put my eyes on. <laughs> so in the, in the Holy Quran, our Rockman, Allah is the divine being. He said, the beneficent taught the Quran. He created man and taught him expression. And the sun and the moon follow a reckoning. And the herbs and the trees adore him. In the heaven he raised it high. And he set up the measure that you may not exceed the measure. And keep up the balance with equity nor fall short in the measure. So Allah is guiding us toward himself. Everything in Allah's creation operates according to a law. Sometimes we don't like law, but we should love law. Even if the law works against yourself. Hmm? Because Allah in his beneficence and mercy, he's always rewarding us for our good, but he's always pulling us through any trial or affliction that we face, it, and that is even beneficence in itself. So Allah gives us a measure. 
to keep. Well, if we were to take a ruler and we measure something, we would know the diameter or the parameters in which that thing operates in. So a law is always putting a ruler or a measuring stick on you and I so that we may be able to gauge whether or not we are operating outside of the limits. That's beneficence. Wouldn't we want somebody, although sometimes we don't like it, <laughs> to come and pull our toe tail and say, hey, you out there kind of bad now, you know. Come on back, come on back home. Hmm? Because sometimes we as human beings, we get so enamored with the things of this world that we don't know the ledge. What do I mean by that? If we don't know the ledge, then sooner or later we'll get too close to the edge and we'll fall over. And we'll find ourselves in the ditch and then will come a sincere prayer from Almighty God, Allah, to really rescue us from the predicament that we have fallen in. So I'm still on thanks now. <laughs> but what I'm saying is the gift of the Koli Quran may seem a little restrictive in itself. But if we really understand this measure, it really allows us to be more freer than we could ever hope for. Because what we, uh, we have to come to understand is, is that if we do not have certain restrictions from Almighty God or law, then we will find out that that puts us in a state of actual slavery. Let, let me put it this way. Satan's world is predicated on whether or not it can get you and I to become like itself. That becomes the controlling mechanism this world has on you and I. Hmm? So if we have certain restrictions from Almighty God, Allah, it frees us from that yoke of slavery that this world puts us on so we may not find ourselves bowing down perpetually to a world that's contrary to Almighty God, Allah. So keep up the balance with equity and do not sh fall short in the measure. The balance is justice. Fair dealing. Hmm? That's the criteria. That's the measure that has been weighed on, weighed on us. Do we deal fairly with one another? Hmm? Equity. Do we serve equity among each other? One of the things that the nation of Islam raises up that there's no big eyes or no little U's. Hmm? So everybody is equal in the sight of Allah. The male is not really any equal, any more equal, uh, I'm sorry, not equal to the female spiritually 
according to the Holy Quran. Everything Allah sets forth put us at a state of equity. All things are equal. Now, why are those things are important? Why are you highlighting them, Brother Wesley? Because we have to understand how do we show appreciation to Almighty God Allah? It is not just our prayers. It is not just doing good. It is actually more so to be good than to do good. Say, what are you talking about, Brother Wesley? Because good, it encompasses a lot of things. Sometimes we quantify doing good as whether we give or bestow something on somebody. Hmm? That's not just good and good. But Islam has come to show us the perfect example of what doing good looks like. We say we want for our brothers and sisters what we want for ourselves. If that is not first and foremost in our mind in terms of doing good, then we're only doing good on the surface. It's not just giving of something of your means to someone, but it's even giving them certain wisdom, certain knowledge, certain understanding, so that they be able to be a force to overcome the wiles of Satan. Hmm? Allah gives us the measure. He wants us not to fall short of that, and he keeps up the balance. So whatever we do in terms of gratitude is really seen by Almighty God, Allah. And gratitude is something that we really want to investigate in terms of our measurement. So thankfulness is not only the heart and essence of Islam, it is also the key of attracting abundance, prosperity, peace, and success in one's life. According to Islam, one of our foremost duties is to be grateful to God for all his blessings, and we can describe three levels of thankfulness. So it's be ever grateful to Allah for everything that you possess, including your wealth, including your health, your status, your intellectual abilities, and life. Allah says in Surah, 31 called Lukman. We endow Lukman with wisdom. Be grateful to God. Whoever gives thanks benefits his soul. And as for those who are thankless, God is self-sufficient, worthy of all praise. So the scriptures, uh, the ayat is telling us, really if we choose not to give thanks, Allah is still self-sufficient to praise. Hmm? So Allah really doesn't need our thanks. But if we do give thanks, this only benefits our own soul. Hmm? Allah. So, in Surah Ibrahim, 
I think Sister Takia quoted this. And when proclaim your Lord, if you are thankful, surely I will increase you. But if you are ungrateful, indeed, my punishment is surely severe. So Allah is in control of everything in the heavens and the earth, which he has specifically mentioned in the Holy Quran. We must learn by reciting his word that our lives are in control too. He will give us blessings and he will give us wealth and we, he will make us successful. So how to be grateful to a, a law? Let's see, let's go over those three things. One of the levels is to realize and appreciate all blessings by and within the heart. So we don't have to be thankful in word aloud for others to hear thanks. That should be something that we should be doing continuously within the framework of our minds and our hearts. Whatever befalls us, thank Allah. Because one of the things we thank Allah for some of the difficulties is, is because we will never understand the great potentialities we have within ourselves until sometime we're put under trial, until we're put under difficulty, until those things bring out of us that which we did not know was inside. Allah Akbar. And of course we should say thanks with our, with our mouths. Say it in prayer. As I say, say it whenever you get a benefit from Allah. Because man is not self-sufficient. Man may think he's self-sufficient. Sometimes we do things and we think it's us. No, it is Allah. He's the grantor of all the gifts. And to express gratitude by doing righteous deeds. That is why really I can't talked about doing good. Because sometimes we do some things that's good, but we may have an alternative motive for doing it, is really what I was getting at. Hmm? And we're taught we should do good not seeking what? Gain or reward. So the first level is appreciativeness and thank gratefulness that we feel in our hearts, and then we fortify that thankfulness through our speech. In the third, we prove our deeds that we are truly thankful to Almighty God, Allah. So Allah says in the Holy Quran, as I get, get ready to close, surely we have shown him the way he may be thankful or unthankful. So remember me, I will remember you. That's what Allah says. Be grateful to me, but do not be ungrateful to me, right? That's Surah 2, Ayat 152. So I, then I will certainly come to them. This is Satan talking from behind them, from their right side, and from their left side. And you 
shall not Allah, he's talking to Allah, shall find not one of them thankful. So that's the test we're under. That is the definition of exceeding the measure. Exceeding the measure is in only going contrary to the law, in violation of it. That's the aim of Satan, is the cause of the deviate. So Allah says he will come, Satan will come into in our straight path. Giving us warning that whenever we look at the deeds of others, we have to have a measuring tool in terms of whether or not that is all together good. Because if a law is said that Satan will come in our straight path, that means he has to come looking like us. That is really how a hypocrite can come in and operate among us. Hmm? He can't stick out like a, like a sore thumb. He has to show up looking like you. He has to play the part. He has to befriend you to do some good that we put down our gods. Right? So as the parable of the wheat and the tear says, the tear looks like the wheat. And because if we, they cut down the tear before harvest time, it will release powder that makes the wheat begin to shrivel. Hmm? So, he it is who brought you forth from the wounds of your mothers when you knew nothing. And he gave you hearing and sight and intelligence and affection that you may give thanks. So thankfulness holds great value and is the highest virtue as Muslims, we should be grateful only to Allah subhanahu wa and his blessings so that we may be, continue to get blessings in abundance and frequent. That most of us normally use them without taking notice where they are. So as I close, Examples of gratitude from the Holy Quran. So if we look at, thank you, all of the prophets and messengers that Allah has sent into the world, we see examples of the thankfulness and the gratitude and appreciation that one should display when they have submitted their will to do the will of Almighty God Allah. Constant state of thankfulness, constant state of prayer, constant state of intercession with your Lord. That puts our mind in the proper frame so that we may continue to get all of the blessings from Almighty God, Allah, that he wants to bestow on us. So thank you for listening. May Allah bless you as I greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. alaikum.